0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Camel City Chat. I'm John McPherson, and I'm here with my friend. Uh, we've known each other for many years, Chuck Kraft, and Chuck is like the chief executive officer of
1: Ronald- one of my favorite
0: favorite charities, charities.
1: <laughs> and it is the Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Piedmont Triad, effective April 2021. So, and we're going to get into that, absolutely. Because I mean, everyone knows you as RMH.
0: W.S., but cool things have happened. Absolutely, John. Right. So I'm excited about that. Um, but let's start off with the, uh, the big questions, as you know. Okay. Where are you
1: from, and how did you get to Winston-Salem? Fair enough. I'm from Philadelphia. That's okay. why I talk funny. So born and raised. Yeah, and you don't like the Eagles. And uh, that would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lifelong Eagles fan, die right. hard. I can die a happy man. They did win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Right. So how I got here. Actually, great uh, inroads is football. So I came down and played football for Wake Forest University and what years were that? So that was 76 through 79, 2 years for Chuck Mills was offered through a couple of one and 10 seasons, but then 2 years for John Maccabic, my senior year we won 8 and 4 played in the Tangerine Bowl. Tangerine and I Bowl. You were there. Louisiana
0: State <laughs> University beat us and I hate that. They did. But, oh my gosh, you beat, hey, Landon King intercepted against Carolina in the end zone Absolutely. that Absolutely,
1: in Chapel Hill.
0: In Chapel Hill. That's right. I listened to that on the radio, oh my
1: gosh, I went nuts. That one in the game, some people still say is the most exciting game they ever saw. Winston-Salem losing to Auburn at right. halftime, came back and beat them 42-38. to 38. Okay, so. so Wake Forest um, played football four years, got the ring,
0: everything. We Absolutely. were good
1: there. And then... What was your degree? So hopefully I break the mold of a dumb jock. I was actually an accounting major. So graduated with my degree in accounting and went into public accounting when I got out of school. And I am, as I like to tell folks, a recovering CPA. Right, okay, yeah. And now you're married. I am absolutely married. You (laughs) outpunted your coverage. (laughs) I I married up, absolutely. Sue is phenomenal,
0: right? And um, so you have two children. Yes. Right? And. uh, one's in Florida and the other one is in Atlanta. Correct, right? And uh, Sue does all kinds of things for people. She's like the unsung hero, you know. She, she helps like Joyce and different things like that. Correct. And just she's she's just a good good lady. Well, you got I, ma- lucky. I
1: married an older woman. She's not eleven years older than me, but she has now been retired for eleven years. Okay. She is an educator. So right. she worked for Woodlawn County School System. Uh, grad- uh, graduated, retired after about thirty-five years. And as you said, been helping a dear friend of ours, Joyce Kofeld, uh, from church and uh, does some other volunteer work, has, uh, my son had some mental health issues, so dropped that a little bit, but has been a volunteer for Ronald McDonald House Charities in the family room and hopes to get back to that very soon. That's awesome.
0: And I want to talk all about that because, you know, I had Mindy on during COVID uh, because, you know, it's really weird because... Before you were here, I knew Mindy. And then, of course, when you, hear, when you got here, I'm like, yeah, Mindy, I know Chuck, though, too. Exactly. So, so I want to, I definitely, we've been trying to have you on for a while, but you've just been slammed, and we're going to hear all about what's been going on. Perfect.
1: Yep. I'm glad we could slow down long enough and get caught up.
0: Absolutely. So we've gotten where you're from, how you got here. Um, then, um, what is your favorite place to eat? Now, I know you've got people that bring you meals here and stuff and help out, so you Correct. can take political... <laughs> Political answers, well, but.
1: actually, uh, what comes to mind for us, any chance we get to celebrate a special occasion, uh, it's Ryan's Steakhouse. So, and Dennis actually, does we a phenomenal were job. just there. there in June, and uh, again, special occasions. You mentioned my wife, been long, and we celebrated our 39th wedding anniversary.
0: That's phenomenal. That's so that's, phenomenal that. that's
1: the fancy go-to place. Right? Uh, A little more casual, many a Friday night. Sue and I enjoy going down the foothills. I love fresh draft beer. My father and grandfather worked for a brewery called Schmitz up in Philadelphia. So uh, I always had a keg in the refrigerator. uh, Downstairs in the basement growing up in Philadelphia. Maybe started a little bit earlier than I'm supposed to. Legally, no driving involved. Uh, Uh, I I think the statute of limitations has ended on that. I think we're good.
0: You know... um uh, I remember over the at, at Publix, you know, was the Masonic Temple. So I was a Mason, and there was a guy that worked at uh, with the old Schlitz plant here in town. And uh, every time we'd have a meeting, he'd come. Go Do you drive day. Eh? I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, pop Trump. trunk, and he'd put a case, uh, you know, 12 pack of old Milwaukee Light in there. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, just uh, uh, there, there's so many industries that. You know, we're going to hear about the different ones that you work with. I mean, but there's so many industries that we're so fortunate to have here in Winston-Salem that are here or that have been here, that are started here. Um, and uh, uh, we're lucky that they're able to support great organizations Absolutely. like you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so when you're not at the house, you know, decorating or hanging pictures or stuff, what what's your favorite thing to do?
1: So I'm a fan. I am a fanatic. Right. So... College sports, Uh, growing up in Philadelphia, I was a a pro guy, but coming down, I'm getting immersed in ACC athletics, uh, but football, so I've been a season ticket holder since the day I graduated, so since the fall of 1980, looking forward to getting cranked up again on September 1st and being out there, actually have my sister and brother-in-law coming down to see what it's all about here in football, so that'll be a Thursday night. And then typically with my wife anymore, it's been traveling, just got back from Florida, seeing right. my son. Uh, hope to connect with my daughter before school starts up uh, this fall as she chases her uh, family nurse practitioner uh, degree. So hope to get down to Atlanta. So it's, it's been travel, laid back, um, and other than that, put her around the house and, right. and doing. I do a little bit of volunteer work because I know how vital uh, volunteers are to us. So I'm still involved with hands-on in Northwest North Carolina here in town and, and my church, Epiphany Lutheran.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's that's actually the perfect segue, because um, I've known you for a while. Uh, I didn't know all these things, but you've been really nice to you know uh, uh, continue dialogue with me about different things, you know. And, and um, what, tell us
1: your. Journey in the nonprofit world? Certainly. As I shared, came out of school into nonprofit accounting. I worked for two small firms here in Winston-Salem, and one of my audit clients was the YMCA of Northwest North Carolina. I uh, wasn't really looking to make a job change, but they lost their finance director and threw my hat in the ring and became their finance director as the Y Evolve became their chief financial officer and spent 14 years with the YMCA. Loved it. Absolutely loved it, as often happens in the corporate world and the nonprofit world, a little bit change in leadership. Uh, so I moved on and moved over to Smart Start for County. That's actually where we began our uh, friendship. John, you came with my board of directors. Right. You've been so good about volunteering and giving back to the community. And I was at Smart Start then from 2003 to 2011. And then some changes there, um, some funding changes, so I went back to work for the Y. Very briefly, I was the executive director of the Robin Hood Road family YMCA. Right. I remember that too. Um, all in and amongst that time, in back in 1986, I'd become a volunteer for the Ronald McDonald House. As a CPA, you're usually always on the finance committee, and I had been. I was on the finance committee, the audit committee, board of directors and after 25 years, they gave me my plaque, stacked me, and I retired. Uh, I had just gone to work in January of 2012 for Robin Hood. Uh, Anita Ogburn, the very first executive director here at Ronald McDonald House, was one of my members, doing my rounds one day, and Anita said, did you hear? Uh, Sharon, her replacement, had left, and unfortunately, her Fiance wasn't able to get a job in Winston-Salem. She went back to Texas. Right? She said, you know who should apply for that job? I said, no, who do you think is qualified? And she said, you should throw your hat in the ring. Don't you hate it when you get hit with a brick? And <laughs> I, mean, I did. And yeah. As you say, God's kind of way of saying, hey, it prepared you all the way. Nonprofit experience, experience. Start gave you the opportunity to be an executive director. YMCA, Robin Hood Road made it the first time in my career. I wasn't the first guy in the door and the last guy out the door. Uh, because it had to be uh, available, we were open so many hours, and all I right. didn't work all of them. And then coming here, that's open uh, an organization that's open 24/7, 365, and it's just been a great fit. And now next month, September, we'll mark 10 years already here as a staff member.
0: So you, you became a prophet in your own land. You're not supposed to do that. You, you. I mean, you
1: swept the broom exactly. as a volunteer. Exactly.
0: So you worked with a couple of good people. You worked yes. with Mr. Head. I'm yes. assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I of course know his wife. Correct. Um, and then uh, the one that I always give a lot of grief to is uh, Jerry Herman. You yes. work with Jerry. Um, of course, Jerry does a lot of traveling. I still tell him he's in the CIA. Okay. Because, you know, the old Y story that if you're in the Y M C A or whatever. He cultivated
1: yeah. that relationship in, in, in Russia, former yeah. Soviet Union yeah. for the YMCA. Yeah, great guy. Lives down right. the street from me. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, I saw him, I guess, in February, I think, was the okay. last time I saw him. We've talked, though. But, yeah, good, good guy and uh, dedicated his life to that. And, of course, then he got into nonprofit with the home builders. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and since retired. So, yeah, smart start. Um, that was... Uh, Early childhood education. Right. Great stuff. Birth through... Right pre yeah. I think is that. I think that may be where we learned about uh, Dolly Parton's uh, imagination. Imagination, yes. Why do you not? I mean, why is that not just maximized to the hilt? It's such a wonderful thing.
1: It's a great program. She is. Obviously very, very generous and, and does an awesome job of giving back. So the new leadership at Smart Start, they've been involved now for four or five years. We did not get involved when I was there yet. Right. And I think they ha they loosened the rules a little bit. Part of our problem is for County is so large. Right. And you've gotta be able to give a book to every child. And I think right. they've ch- Tweak those rules a little bit, but I think the programs are going gangbusters. Yeah,
0: we—I heard about it there, and then I think Catherine found it online, and then Laura got a couple of books, and it was late in the time period. But I mean, Correct. if you have young kids, check out Imagination Library. Please do. And uh, so we got the, the the one that you want to get, it's "The Code of Many Colors." Absolutely. And that, what a great—I mean, the the drawings and everything, explaining that song and why she wrote it and stuff. And, right. Um, but uh, so it, interestingly, I don't know if you know this, we have a couple stories, and I, I think they predate you. As you know, um, uh, and I owe you some money. As you know, when, um, and I'll write the check at the end of this episode, it's out in the car. You have to follow me (laughs) out. We'll get Mindy to follow me out. But when we have a closing, I don't tell this to my clients, but when we have a closing, you know, we make a contribution to you all. Um, I I do that because of something I saw in Bishop McGinnis, you know, Needy World Await Your Imprint, Come Make a Difference, was on the wall with a picture of a globe. And the other thing was the. You know, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So when I, as a Philadelphia person, come down here um, and move, I don't know anybody, but I buy a house. So what I did was come up with a a system with you and and Mindy and stuff where we write you a check, we give you the name and address of the person, and you guys then include them on your mailing list. So they learn about events. So there's been two times where this has been the weirdest thing in the world. One is... Um, I guess there was an article about it in the paper, and someone ordered some light bulbs in Texas at a Ronald—I mean, at a McDonald's franchise that owned like ten franchises. They ordered some light bulbs from Lowe's Home Improvement. This lady calls me from Texas and said, "Hey, I just want to say thank you." I so said, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "Well, I'm in Texas. I work for a McDonald's franchise here. We saw an article about you know you uh, what you guys had done with helping out the Ronald McDonald House, and we just want to say thank you." I'm like. Okay. the But the best one is um, a guy I went to high school with, his wife, it's her father, with Willard Scott, created Ronald he McDonald. Does. And so what ended up happening was, is they got the thing and they go, how'd you know? And I'm like, what are you talking, how do I know? Dad invented Ronald McDonald. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so literally that's how that all started. Wow. With. And so what I want, you know, you guys have such a cool, and I, I, I'm, I should shut up and let you talk, but I will say this much, and then you're taking over. But everyone assumes that Ronald McDonald or McDonald's gives you this boatload of money. Um, it's kind of like, to me as an outsider, and so you can correct me because I know that you have obligations, but to me as an outsider, it's like BB&T doesn't own the field down there. They have agreed to an amount for the advertisement. Correct. They supplement your budget, but we need Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point uh, of the triad now. <laughs> we need that support. Absolutely. And so now,
1: what is this place that we're sitting in? And we're, what room are we in? So we we're in the Lexington room. Okay. And that got its name because the furniture was donated to us from the furniture Mart in Lexington. Okay. So that's one of four rooms that we have here, and it's right behind the camera, John, is a TV, right. so we do not have televisions in the, be- in the bedrooms. Right. We only have them in our living rooms, and the reason is we think the best support system is families getting together right. and talking, because many of our families and our number one medical diagnosis is premature birth. Okay. So there's a broad spectrum of the medical complications that come along with that. So typically, one family has been here. They're a recurring patient, so they can they can really give assurance to that family whose baby was just born and reassure them each day it'll get a little bit better. So we drive them now. COVID really has kind of rocked our world. We're slowly but surely coming out of that winter that was created where everybody was socially distanced and. Sadly, our living rooms were closed down, but effective here in early 2022, we are back open for business with our common areas. And uh, just last night, pet therapy w- was rocking and uh, had Sarah in with, with her her Labrador Charlie mm-hmm. and uh, a little two-year-old wasn't quite sure and finally warmed up and so the, the greatest feeling in, in the world is to see these living rooms back open and, and petting. So.
0: Right. And you guys, um, because we have a relationship outside of work, we're a little different. But as soon as you and I walk <clears> out of here, you guys are all masked up, staff, etc. They're all... Uh,
1: Anytime you're in the, the common areas, cor- correct. If yeah. we weren't speaking to your audience today, as, as soon as we leave the room, we'll have to mask back up. Right. All and all we, but we see correct. each other outside
0: of here, so it's kind of a little correct. different. Um, so the example that I know is here's what I learned about you guys. 1986-87. Okay. Um, I'm at Appalachian State University. You know where I'm going already, don't okay. you? And uh, the newest hiree that was a guy that graduated um, uh, and he's in like student affairs or something like that is a guy named B. Tom Lawson. And uh, he and his wife had a premature baby. Was it? I think it was Will, maybe? I believe so. And uh, so I learned about this great place in Winston Because they're in Boone, that they lived for 30 or 40 days. Yes. Um, And he doesn't help out at all anymore, does
1: he? Tom and Megan have (laughs) been great supporters for us and have... Over the course of time, probably told their story in numerous times to our our donors, our Heart of Gold Society, which is our major donors at a thousand dollars, and certainly uh, Alan's Legacy Circle. So Alan Latham, who our house got started with the Latham family, right. uh, is our society for members who have remembered us in their estate planning, mm-hmm. and and Tom and Megan are are uh, members of that society and members of our Heart of Gold Society, and. And that's what we find. You, you were telling the story about the light bulbs and telling the story about Willard Scott's family. It's that you, you kind of throw that stone in the pond and the ripple effects, and it just kind of spreads from there. And they've been great storytellers for us.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you know this because I know how you are about getting in touch with people and stuff. He just got an award from his national fraternity for service. That's so that that make is. sure to say hey. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, And then when we come back, you got to break it down for us. Fair enough. Because you've grown and all this, I want people to know We'd how love much to th- tell you about the evolution. Yeah. How much it costs to stay here for the families, all that kind of stuff, it. and all that. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Camel City Chat. I'm here with Chuck Kraft, who is the CEO, uh, Chief Bottle. I mean, you're like everything here. Um, and, but and before and so he's with the Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Piedmont Tribe. Piedmont Tribe. <laughs> Very good. We're getting there. All right. So let's talk about. We got our clients, we got our customers, we got the community, et cetera, but I mean, you know, let, I wanna knock out a big one for you. Your staff. Absolutely. Holy cow. I come in this morning, it smells like I stepped into a bottle of Lysol. <laughs> this place is spotless. Thank you. you know, I, you've got, um, was it Stephanie? Was what it, what's her name? So that's Rebecca.
1: Rebecca, dang it. <laughs> Rebecca's across the hall. Rebecca, please give. Please forgive me. <laughs> See, I, I do that.
0: Yeah, I'm not even. You know, I'm not even going to start we'll over. Yeah, no, there's no stuff. Yeah, so,
1: we've been on no, a lot. a Sarah lot. We'll a you had a Sarah at one point. So right. had a Sarah. Yeah, right. So there yeah. we go. So we have Actually, Stephanie. Rebecca replace her. Rebecca. We have Rebecca.
0: <laughs> Quit saying Stephanie. We have Rebecca. <laughs> See, this is what makes people, you know, never tune into this. Now we have Rebecca, and she works with Mindy. Yes. Right, and the then, then we have the Mindy Bloom. Department. Mindy Bloom is um, our chief development officer. Who, you know. How much longer are you going to keep her? If she's going to keep holding she's that grand 20, baby, she's been twenty.
1: She's promised me another twenty. So, but that grand baby, oh, that I, she was showing me videos yesterday. And that baby was giggling up a storm. Right. So hopefully we'll hang on to her for another twenty. And the,
0: the rest of your staff. I mean, this, this takes a village to run this place. Besides that,
1: so I mean, so staff wise, you have how many? So we have actually just broken the twenty mark, and we're up to twenty-two staff members. Now, okay, about twelve of those are full-time, and ten part-time. So we go from now. Do you still have the person that lives downstairs? We do not. Okay, because I knew that lady. So you need Je- Jeannie Baird. Yep, yep. Who was for nine years was our resident house manager. Right. So she and worked so a she full-time was out job. The, playtime, the playground. The playground. Correct. Okay. She her apartment was right off the old playground. Right. Now it's directly next to it, the okay. far side of it.
0: Right. And so she lived here, so she was a person that you you wouldn't get the, the phone call at 3 in the morning. She would handle that. Absolutely. Right. So we have 20 people. I mean,
1: uh, you have cleaning staff, you have... So we have housekeeping staff, Mindy's department is meant to development staff. Then we have the volunteer services department, and then guest services department. Right. And then I'm the loan administrator. So we have And Caleb then we've got is... hospitality services, which is the department that's really exploding. Okay. And we'll get into that. And that's Caleb... So hospitality services is Joel and Roberts. Okay, and, and Caleb, Caleb is, is volunteer services, and who March. I met. So mm-hmm. he's
0: the one. Okay, Correct. so that's one. Then you have volunteers, which uh, that's going to take a whole segment. And then um,
1: how how do I get here? So I I have I, I have to live outside of a radius. To. Just- to stay in the house proper, you have to live outside of Forsyth County with certain limited exceptions. So okay. the rationale there being, if you live in Forsyth County, most families, they want to get home and lay their head on their pillow mm-hmm. at night, which is typical. However, what we found is sometimes there's only one vehicle um, available to the family. So dad may have to get to work every day. The bus service may not be able to transport mom. So mom could absolutely stay here. Right. You know, a little bit of what you find is you got Davidson County that's only seven miles away and those families were eligible to stay. But if you live in rural hall, 12 miles to stay because you're inside of that Forsyth County border, you weren't eligible to stay. Right. So that's worked out pretty well. If you go elsewhere in the country, it may be it's simply a 25 mile radius or something along uh, those lines. But that's how you become eligible. You can't just walk up and knock on the Door and say, I'd like to stay here. You do have to be referred from somebody from your medical team. Right. That can be the doctor, that can be the nurse, that can be the social worker on the hospital team. And what we do like to remind folks is we're available if you're going through outpatient services. So if you're driving in from Mount Airy and you've got an early appointment, please feel free to come down the night before and stay with us and then get into that six, seven, eight 7, 8 a.m. meeting. Right. F- vice versa, if you've got a 4 o'clock meeting and you're ramped up all day and that adrenaline's flowing, you go in for the meeting and everything's come out wild you get the report that your child's doing great, come crash with us, have a nice warm meal, get a good night's sleep, and then hit the road early tomorrow morning. So what do I have to pay if I want to stay here? So, John, you have to pay nothing. So right. if If Mr. Bill Gates and walks in the door, they don't have to pay anything. It's not not based on income at all. What we ask our families to do is contribute $10 a night if they're able to. 62% of our families, as you can well imagine, going through medical issues, just can't even afford that. What does it cost? So typically for us, it costs us about $80 a night for the cost of the room and providing the services throughout the day. And that's gone up uh,
0: pretty significantly over the last five years, hadn't it?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Because I remember when it was in his 30s.
0: It, yeah, yeah. You go back a long time yeah, with right It's been a while since it was in the 30s. Haven't <laughs> asked that question in a while, sorry about that. So it's 80 bucks a night, that it's the cost to you, that's your um, uh, disposables, power, electric, utilities, utilities staff, the all house. that kind of stuff. Correct. Right. Correct. And so um, there's never a dull moment here though too.
1: There, there is not a dull moment. The good thing we have is, unfortunately, don't have the best drivers around us. And every once in a while, there's a utility pole taken out, and we lose power. Right. The good news is we're across the street from the hospital, and we don't have a generator. We've looked into that. We haven't made that plunge, so we usually get our power back pretty quickly. Uh, and storms every once in a while knock the power out. So we've got the closet full of lanterns. We break the lanterns out, depending on what time of year it is. If it's winter, you've got to have the blankets ready to go. So that keeps you a, a hopping. Uh, the, probably the craziest thing is, unfortunately, one of our sprinkler heads broke off and uh, tripped the fire alarm, flooded that room, fire department's got to come charging in. So every once in a while, um, a fire alarm will right. go off. And once that goes off and it goes into our security system, they can't turn around. Regardless of how quick you are on the right. phone, the fire department's coming, they've got to come in and do a walkthrough. So through Usually, the excitement we have going on, but the better excitement is when somebody comes in and they ring that bell the fo- and their treatment's over and everything's gone and we're saying goodbye to a family and sending them on our way. Yeah, and like, um, it's been a while since I toured the house, so we
0: might have to do that because the okay. last time I've come, uh, the last few times I've come have been COVID, so it was like we met you in at a the room door. down there yep. or whatever. Um, that that was a weird one where I just you you coming from the outside door, in door in, into, the communi- into the community room into the community into the community room you not, leave that way and you're not, not you're not allowed yeah. any further yeah um, but uh, so we have video
1: game systems for kids we have um, uh, bingo uh, Monday pet nights therapy. family bingo yep family pet therapy is Wednesday nights yep yeah. and how do you feed all these people. That was a punt, by the way. There, So the the great news is pre-COVID had a lot of meal service groups come in. And typically it was an unlimited number. Bring as many as you want. Prepare the meal. It did have to be prepared on site unless you were at a church that a a commercially rated kitchen. Then you could prepare it there and bring it in. And that's just trying to control the quality and certainly the health and temperatures and all that for the food. COVID has really reset everything along those lines. So we limit our meal groups to only four folks. But what happened Jordan COVID, those groups that come in were very, very generous. And the money they were typically spending on the food, they now contributed to us or a way to support their favorite restaurant. They were calling the restaurant and the restaurant was catering it. The local restaurants, Olive Garden, Greek Grill, they've been great because they put the servings in single containers. So we've walked away from our old family style where everyone would come through, everyone would grab the same serving spoon, put their food on, and kind of the old rule of take as much as you want, but eat all that you take, so to speak. We'll never go back to that. We've now got a mobile serving uh, buffet that we do, and we'll have a trained volunteer or staff member is serving fashions and having families come up in a family group at a right. time. But it's, it's restaurants that have been our lifeblood, and then we've got some new toys. We've got a vector oven, which uh, you met Caleb this morning, Caleb, and then Kathy Bruneau, my right-hand person, our chief operations officer. So I think Caleb has made it Caleb and Kathy's Southern Bistro. They usually cook every night. So I am looking forward to maybe a little bit of leftovers. They cooked grilled chicken and green beans last night and, uh, again, put that out in single servings. And with the vector oven, they can really cook up and be able to ready to serve 30, 40 people each night. Wow. And so um the i know one of your big big supporters is one of the uncg sororities 80 pi big yeah. shout out to them we First are the finest by the way we are their philanthropy of choice for the national sorority so they support whatever is the closest We've got uh, twice as much fun. We are very fortunate. There is an ADPI sorority at Wake Forest University and an ADPI sorority at UNCG, and they are equally generous. Mm-hmm. And with their time, their talents, and they both do annual fundraisers for us, and, and we couldn't do it without them and serve as many families as we do. Okay. So right now, um, you know, we'll, we'll broadcast this next Wednesday.
0: So right now, uh, where are we at with the number of rooms that you have? in the facility and then how many are occupied as you're so, growing.
1: Quick, quick so, quick history lesson, Open in 84 with 10 bedrooms. That's what I wanted, thank you. F- waiting list, literally the waiting list was so severe after 21 days you had to check out and go back onto the waiting list so we could get as many families through. 97, we expanded from 10 to 17 bedrooms, still had the waiting list issues. Again, you were only allowed to stay 21 days, you checked out, went to the bottom of the waiting list. The board had the foresight in 2010. I wish I could take credit for it. I was a volunteer at the time, but, but not as you a total member. I recommend them. Yeah. And we more than doubled our size. Right. We went from uh, 17 bedrooms to 35 bedrooms. You had asked about Jeannie Baird and the resident manager. So when Jeannie left to take another job, we did not replace her. And actually, before she even left, we had moved to a security service. Mm -hmm. So during the evening, we have someone on duty from 11 p.m. until 7 a.m. So we are truly 24-7 with an awake individual. And that's not counting my 22 staff members. That's got to be phenomenal because you lose the FTE. Correct.
0: Um, You lose the cost associated with that. Right. You pay the fee through it. But if that person doesn't work out, you get the next person. If they're sick, you're still someone's right. going to be here. That's so,
1: phenomenal. So officially in 2021, we grew from 35 bedrooms to 36 bedrooms, and we converted that two-bedroom apartment for the resident manager into a long-term stay suite. Okay. We've now had four different families come in to use it, and it's been a phenomenal addition for them. Right. Okay. And so we've got 36 Uh, 36 suites. Now, I know that
0: we're also going through COVID, so the hospital is different, obviously, and you're different. Where where are we at now? So
1: pre-COVID, John, we were averaging about 60% oxygen. Again, remember, we had doubled our capacity and eliminated that waiting list. So typically, we're in the low 20s. We're in that 18 to 22 range families per night. Mm -hmm. So we are getting back to, we're in a typically now the 12 to 16 range. Right. Two families checked out yesterday, which dropped us down to 13 families stayed with us last night. Okay. There's three queued up to check in today, so potentially we'll bounce back up to 16 families tonight. Right. Okay. And, you know, it's... So are we three homes... Are we three
0: lots, or what? If if you
1: look at us from Hawthorne Road, we look like four separate houses, right? All interconnected on the first and second floor. An elevator in our newest construction will take you up to the third floor, and then it's stairs to get to the third floor and the other two houses. Okay, right. And um, that—that's, I think, is is definitely foresight uh, to have bought these. The neighborhood's been very generous too. So, So interestingly enough, the house that we opened in 84 is the original house. We simply renovated. Mm -hmm. In 97, the house that was on that property got leveled and then restructured. And then in 2010, the lots were bought. After some switching and swapping lots with the hospital, who's been a very great partner for us and now have the four. And then uh, you had alluded to with the resident manager and the, the playground that we have, we bought that property also, leveled that. And then converted that to our meditation garden at street level. Mm-hmm. Then, just below that is our playground, which we are so thrilled is both accessible and inclusive. So, we have a We Go Round, which you have to check out because a wheelchair can be rolled on that. So, a person that has to use a wheelchair can get on a merry go round that. Right. And then the Oodle Swing, so mom and dad can easily transfer the child onto the Oodle Swing or the roller sliding board out there. And then we expanded our parking lot by about five slots. Right.
0: And then across the street, are they still doing
1: the... So the community garden. Community garden. Across the street, so we've got a great visual, and then they did a little bit of landscaping with the lot. Don't know what the plans are for the hospital just yet, but it's a great visual for our families right now. Yeah, no, it's just a great place, and, um, you know,
0: it feels like home, and that's the goal.
1: That's thus the home away from home.
0: Right. So... It'd be nice if you could take you. you know, he knows me. He knows. I'm, <laughs> it'd be nice if you could take this feeling to like a hospital rather than have to come here.
1: So thank you for queuing yeah. up that softball for me. So funny you should say that. Right. This next month, September, we will actually celebrate the one-year anniversary of our third family room. So we're thrilled that we were able to take our family room experience over to Greensboro. So exactly what you're saying, John. Back in, uh, we just celebrated our 20th birthday at Brenner Children's Hospital with the family room there. We had opened in 2002, and it was for that. You had asked about for Forsyth residents aren't eligible to stay here. The way we give back to the community is, any pediatric family is eligible to come into our family rooms during the course of the day. So we had opened in 2002 the family room at Brenner Children's Hospital, followed in 2008 with a family room over at Novant Health and the, Medi- the Forsyth Medical Center there that's embedded actually in their NICU unit on the third floor. And then as I mentioned, in September we expanded outside of Winston Sound Forsyth County for the first time to deliver a physical program at Cone Health affiliated with their Women's and Children's Center. And the latest addition to the hospitality services, we're making it mobile. So with COVID, uh, actually, the, the movement within the hospitals was certainly restricted. Uh, mom and dad are even more clingy with their child. So we've taken the family room to the to the families themselves with the hospitality card. Obviously, got shut down during COVID. But we were able to open them uh, mid-2021. And what do we call the card? It's missed something? So it is Aunt Pauline's. Aunt Pauline's. Right. Hospitality card. Yep. Right.
0: And so um if if you're at uh Baptist here um, of course we're going to call it Baptist You're we're going way Forest. back. It is so actually what, what Atrium
1: is, Health Wake Forest. Yeah, atri- Baptist yeah, yeah. it's like right Atrium. Now. I knew I had a different and name. And that's the
0: Brenner's Children's Hospital. Yeah, so it was it was uh Vfubimik for a while on the email and now yeah. it's like something but
1: um You're going back as yeah. far as North Carolina Baptist Hospital yeah, is what we remember now yeah. certainly.
0: And so uh um basically I can go in this room. You guys, now, is there a staff person in there?
1: So there's a staff member or a volunteer there?
0: Correct. Yeah. Okay. And we're
1: usually open nine o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night, Monday through Thursday, and then some reduced hours Friday and into the weekend.
0: Can you tell I love this charity? <laughs> um, and so, so we do. We, we've got that, and then so there's some computers in there, so I can surf the web. There's TV.
1: There's com- there's a computer there. Uh, there outlet. It's connected to Wi-Fi. Most families are coming in for that cup of coffee, or we've got a microwave to warm something up, or certainly grab and go snacks. Uh, Ice maker to fill up your drink cup and and then grab juice boxes and take with you some private cafe tables if you want to have that little private conversation. And and right now we're getting ready next month to kick off a a remodeling of that to, again, create more family pod spaces as opposed to the big couches where you were blending families to follow COVID. And it's also the staging area for the hospitality carts so I think once the remodel's done, we'll be operating three hospitality carts over at Brenner Children's
0: Hospital. So before, I'd come there and there'd be snacks and stuff in the room. Correct. And now the
1: there's, carts will have them? There's still that, but right. because not as many people are coming down to the family room, the carts have that. They've got the coffee, cur- coffee cur- <laughs> help me Keurig? on that, carafes. All right, carafes, okay. And then they've got the snacks. But then the big item they do, because one of the units they go into is the antepartum unit for moms. So they've got slippers for mom or non-skid socks. They've got Sudoku books. uh, The pack of UNO cards is very popular. And personal care kits. And they're going out into the units themselves. And where are you getting this stuff? We're getting it from you. Thank you. The community. wish list items. Please go on to our website and check out what we need. Uh, so it, we're relying on the community for donations to stock, certainly the snacks here at the house, the snacks at the family rooms, and the snacks at the hospitality carts. Now, I will say this. For the most part, we can rely on that, but because, again, going into antepartum units, some of those moms are on restrictive diets, some of that we do need to buy. Right. So we're also looking for financial donations, too, if possible.
0: Right, so, um, like, I mean... Are you guys going to a big box retailer and like, you know, stocking up on all the snacks and stuff like that with money? Or um, is that something? I mean, is it, is it just give you, a, you know, like a Target card or a Costco money or stuff like that? Or? So
1: Costco, Sam's, make good use of those. The other thing that's made it great for us to make it more specific and targeted, uh, Amazon, Amazon Smile. So a lot of times we're getting stuff delivered to our doors from our very generous donors.
0: So Amazon Smile. So you basically can go on, look up Amazon Smile, and you can find the Ronald Mc. Donald House, House, House Charity, charities Pied of Central Pete. My tribe. Pied, uh, Piedmont Triad. <laughs> gonna We're gonna have this. we gonna
1: have it down before we. had done. it before we started. Now <laughs> I don't have it.
0: Um, we'll have this on here, and um, I'll get Absolutely. Stabler to put the wish list up in the perfect. Yeah, if we can do that, or a or, or connection, or something. But um, all right, so where are we going with this? I mean, you know, obviously we're you're growing here and, and things like that. I want to talk a little bit more about some of that stuff. But guess what? It's time for a break. Awesome. We'll be right back with more of Chuck Kraft talking about the Ronald McDonald House here and uh, how you can get involved as a volunteer in the next segment. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Chuck Kraft, who is the CEO of the Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Piedmont Triad. Got it. And I just wanted to say, and that wasn't a take. I mean, you know, that, that, I didn't do it <laughs> three times. I didn't even <laughs> tell you no, I was no, going to no, do it. I just That was first take. Yeah. Oh. Um, and uh, so we talked a little bit about you know, oh, how do you go get the uh, the snacks from like a, a a retailer? Is there anything you have that where well, you could
1: go get them in? So, Ched Neal Parkway Ford has been awesome. Has been a, a great supporter of us, and we are, I think, in year ten on a Ford Explorer that we take very good care of, and then Ched provides all of the maintenance on it, and uh, that is a free lease. So, so you have a free it, lease, and you it's guys wrapped, pay to so wrap it. it, is, it right? We pay to wrap it. Right. And, you know,
0: advertising for them. Parkway Ford's awesome.
1: Yeah, uh, Definitely awesome.
0: And um, so, uh, uh, you know, you'll see Mindy driving it around, whatever, and, and we got to talk about all the things you got coming up, too. So we, we can't Absolutely. forget about that. But um, how do I get involved? I mean, obviously, there's financial. Correct. Um, wills, of course, call you directly, that type of thing Correct. for those type of stuff. But you know I just I need something to do on Tuesday nights or something like that. What 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 how do you, how do people
1: get involved? So as as most things certainly you can always call. You right. can always call, but uh, and what's the every, number for the house? So the main number for the house 336-723-02 2-8. Right, perfect. And that can get you connected to whoever you need to talk I want talk to volunteer. I want to give money. Absolutely. I want to tell Chuck they did a great job on Camel C Chat. And then the ones that are younger than us that don't have quite as many hairs, they do right. everything on the internet. They do everything online. And I don't even know so what the website is you anymore. You can certainly go to our website, www.rmhcpt.org. Right. All right. And then there's, uh, we use Volunteer Hub is who you can sign up to be a volunteer for, and it will give you a list of our different volunteer opportunities. We are slowly but surely getting back to that. We did, I think two months ago now, welcome back our volunteer center volunteers. And I think you actually beat them in the door because they don't come on duty until about 9 o'clock, and you were here setting up prior to that. So groups, we're still limiting the numbers of the, of the groups that come into the house. We're trying to keep those numbers down, but there are always welcome to do some uh, volunteer activities outside that we have going on. And- and then, but the singular volunteers, the Tuesday nights you say, we are welcoming those volunteers back. With the sororities, obviously they're out of school right now, mm-hmm. but
0: when they come back, five of them can come one day, five of them can come the next day, five of them can, I mean, Correct. so there's, so it, it may be better for you. Yes. In the sense of 30 don't come to call bingo.
1: Right. We have five to do this. And,
0: now, can I wash clothes? I mean, are wash linens or is that part of housekeeping?
1: So no, got to get a plug in for first image. Okay. Out of Kernersville. Uh, they had called my chief operation director and said, I just got a call, and this goes back, I think, six, seven years ago. Said, we've got a company that wants to do our laundry. I said, well, how much? They said, well, they're going to do it for free. I said, Kathy, there's no such thing as a free lunch. They showed up. Daryl Boyles at his company, first image over in Kernersville, those are laundry. They come in every Thursday, pick up dirty, and return all folded, nice and neat, all of our linens. So, no, there is not an opportunity to do any business. I'm in shock.
0: If they do it for free. That's phenomenal.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's been a long, great partnership for us, and they knock out all of the laundry and linen once a family checks out. Every Thursday, they're here to drop off uh, what they had washed the previous week and pick up what we've dirtied this week.
0: Okay, so that that was one of the jobs that you know would have been mindless and fun to do, right. and you're volunteering. Because um, I know probably the biggest thing is everyone wants to be around the families, but they're also
1: the like. What about stock in the stock room? Can I do that? Absolutely. No, we've got a couple of volunteers that do an awesome job for organizing. The biggest thing we've got to keep up with, of course, the community is very generous and donating foods and food items, but we've got to pay attention to the expiration dates. My wife needs to come volunteer with you. (laughs) So that's got to be monitored at all times, and uh, anything that's running low, if we don't think we're going to burn through it, we'll contact another nonprofit here in the community, see if they can utilize it, and then sadly, every once in a while, some things have to be disposed of.
0: Yeah, like I mean I go through Texas Pete like water. So, but you know, occasionally it'll be like, you know, what's what's we're the third of August right now I'll be John, this expired to us uh July 30. Give me that. You know, <laughs> it's like she's on it. On it, everything. Right. Do you think this is okay? It expired. Now I have gotten okay, there is one thing. I do smell milk now before I drink it. You make the mistake once. That's right. You'll never make it again. Exactly. So, exactly. um, so, and then obviously we got bingo. What, what other events do you do that people can volunteer with?
1: So, the family bingo is the other one. We've got big events, special events, and especially they are uh, outside or outside of the house. There's the house. your cue. So, thank What's you on? for that lead-in. So, a little bit quiet right now. The three that will wrap up the year-end. The next closest one is October 17th. So if you're a golf lover, that will be at Sedgefield Country Club. So it's going on right now, the Wyndham Championship. So where that's being played, uh, Sedgefield Country Club has been very good to us. We'll be having our seventh annual Dickey Britt Memorial Classic. Sadly, all the foursomes are sold out, so you can no longer play. You can still be a whole sponsor. We'd love for you to be a whole sponsor. How much a whole sponsor? $500, $500 okay. to be a whole sponsor, but we do need still volunteers. So, again, go online or give us a call if you'd like to be out there. Uh, we have a couple of hole-in-one contests, and as you're well aware of, you've got to ensure those hole-in-ones, and you've got to have witnesses, to uh, third-party witness to see if that actually takes place, a hole-in-one. So that's on October 17th. And then one that's near and dear to your heart, you've been our Master of Ceremonies. I think this will be your third or fourth year. We're going back inside. It truly will be a character breakfast in not I, I don't know what to say. I don't so know what to say. So that will be Saturday, October 29th. Wake Forest University has been a great partner. They are once again allowing us to use Bridger Fieldhouse. We will reduce the numbers, so the tickets will go fast. So keep your eye on when they go it's Rather than a a seating for 300, I think we're capping that off at about 220 for the two seatings. The one at I believe it's at 9:30 and 10:30, or don't hold me to those. 9 and 11, maybe for those two seatings coming up on October 29th. We do need volunteers, though. Uh, for that, one, to shepherd the characters that will be at the character breakfast, and then two, just to, to help us with check-ins and things of that nature. And then luminary kits, everybody's favorite. We'll be putting together the kits with the six white bags, the six candles, the sand uh, into one big bag that we'll be selling for $10 uh, per packet again this year. And that will be playing in the sand. will be usually be the second half of November into the first week in December. All right, so when's Sporta? Is that is Sport that Sporta shirt? Done? We've that window's closed for 2022. Okay. That'll be coming up. Mindy I'm sure is already burning up the telephone lines to get your logo on the back of that Sporta shirt. Uh, that goes on about ten thousand backs here in Forsyth County, but then we also partner with the other four houses in North Carolina, and those logos can be spread all over the state of North Carolina. Spring is the is the wear date for that, so selling the logos right now. And Hospital then- does does,
0: and a lot of organizations will. Everyone in the company will get like you know. Of course, nowadays it's not as big, but in the sense of uh, they still do it, but. Having a casual day used to be a big thing. Now Correct. it's like, hey, if you show up for work, we're happy. Exactly. If you're yeah. actually in person.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, a whole department will put on the sporter shirt. We love them for the take the big selfie and then post that on our social media. Right. So you've got that. Um, so interestingly, the golf tournament is
0: you. Yes. You started that when you came here.
1: So that, that got started. You tried to bring a smaller one, and you know I was looking for a minimum dollar amount. Right. So the McDonald's owner-operators approached us. Uh, DJ Britt, who's the one that provides the McDonald's every Monday night right. for us during Family Bingo. Actually, the tournament is named in honor of his father. Okay. So DJ is a second generation. He's actually bringing his sons on board for a third generation. But sadly, his dad Dicky Britt had passed away unexpectedly. But was a great gentleman. Uh, he had started Carolina uh, found k- kids. Let's see, the Kids Foundation went through the Carolina Hurricanes and right. given us a $35,000 grant years ago that's, that stocked our storage, and then it evolved into this golf tournament. So that, again, we'll be celebrating our seventh anniversary of that. Great support from McDonald's owner-operators and various communities. And a big shout-out, you had mentioned Truist Field, but Truist is our, has been our presenting sponsor for that tournament all seven years, and we're mm-hmm. thrilled to have them back again this year.
0: Yeah, it's um it it. it I remember when we were talking about that because I had a buddy of mine. I think it was Rick Babusiak yep. was, you know, Rick. hey, let's do something. Yep. And that was in the, and then you're like, well, um, I'll take all the help I can get, <laughs> but I want to go bigger. Yep. And so how cool is it that now we're of the Piedmont and it's in Greensboro, Correct. which, you know, that pulls in right. over there as well, too. It's, it's amazing to me. People don't realize this around the state. In um, uh, the realtors, uh, they think, you know, Winston-Greensboro High Point, we're all do everything together, but we are truly three separate entities. Correct. We try to do stuff together, but, you know, we are truly, I mean, it's, it's 35 minutes to Greensboro,
1: you know, or, right. or whatever. So that, that was a big gap for you guys. It, it, it was. So that's the excitement, again, of having the family room over there, and that got started and, and the push from uh, a McDonald's owner-operator who was in mm-hmm. Greensboro. And so that was actually going on, the conversation before I got here, uh, going back to, I think, 2005 when the first conversation was, getting a house or a family room, I re-energized that conversation when I came on board back in 2012. And it took COVID, strung it out a little bit more, but it then took nine years after I got here to make that a reality. But with that, and you had said kind of what's next, what's an evolution, that's where our hospitality cars come into play. Mm-hmm. So that is helping us to expand our footprint, expand our services. So a little white lie, our first service outside of Forsyth County was actually over at Randolph Health Mm -hmm. in Ashborough. So we have had a hospitality cart over there since 2019. Uh, We're looking at going into Thomasville, Lexington, and exploring these places. Our newest hospitality cart actually is over in downtown Health Plaza. And we're happy to announce that we've uh, recently hired three staff members that are fluent in Spanish, so it's really helping us to make inroads Wow. with that growing Hispanic-Latino community that we have. As you uh, become, right. become more rural, you've correct. got to uh, be able to work with correct. everyone. Um, now, do you, is High Point part of? So High Point Medical yeah. Center, we've visited them because they have come underneath the Atrium, Atrium Health right. umbrella. They are shifting all of their uh, neonatal and, and, and birth services over to Brethren Children's Hospital and the brand new birth center that right. they opened up in 2019. So when we did our assessment, it wasn't a big enough practice to support a family room, which we looked at. And then most recently, this year when we looked at them, it wasn't big enough to support a hospitality cart. What we are doing, though, is the personal care kits that I had mentioned and little snack bags that are typical in a hospitality cart, we're delivering them to the staff members at High Point Medical Center. And then they are doing and presenting them to the families. They're volunteering for you guys. So they're volunteering for That's from, awesome. Their assessment was they're really only averaging about one pediatric family per week. So your goal is to touch every family in the triad
0: that's having a health concern with a child and make them feel like they're at home
1: because at home we heal quicker, isn't it? You are really scaring me. I think you're reading our three-year strategic plan. So the, I'm not even on the board. What's out? The Piedmont now. Triad is a business geography defined as 12 counties. Right. For our direct mail campaign, we are eligible to solicit in 18 counties. So our goal is to have a presence or a service in all 18 of those specific counties. And you're absolutely right, John. So uh, one of our taglines we've used over the years is providing a home away from home, and that's our mission. Providing a home away from home in our house and family rooms For families with children receiving medical care in our community, regardless of what the community name is. And then, of course, the tagline for Ronald McDonald House Charities is keeping families close. And the reason for that tagline is there have been actually medical studies that have verified when you keep families close, when you keep that care close, it does positively impact the recovery rate, recuperation rate and getting healthier for those children. We all know laughter cures. We all know...
0: Grandma or mom's chicken soup cures. I mean, yeah, I mean, these are, it's... Time-honored traditions right. and... Correct. Um, so, I think, you know, this morning I actually did, I stopped at McDonald's. I usually will get, like, a, an Egg McMuffin. They have the little $2 deal on there, so like right. for two I'm eating. I feel like I'm now uh, Warren Buffett now. I'm spending okay. $2.18 or whatever it is, but um, or $2.14. Uh, I, hope you ordered,
1: ordered, I hope you uttered the magic words when you, after you ordered... What's that? Round up.
0: Oh, round up? No, I haven't done that. <laughs> oh, so come on. i am ordered on my app, so I don't know that. So okay, but it's, no. supposed, it, it's coming to your app. Okay, it's coming to my app, but, but now that, that window underneath the okay. thing, right? If I throw change in there, right. does that come to this specific house, or does that go into like, and then it comes back out?
1: So you've been with us long enough. We touched on it a little bit earlier in the presentation. Is that a good cue up there? We came out of the ground as Ronald McDonald House of Winston-Salem. Over the years, we have evolved now officially in 2021 to Ronald McDonald House Charities. So when we were the House, yes, there actually was a state-level organization. So when you made that contribution at the donation box or you rounded up, it went to RMHC of North Carolina. But in 2021, RMHC North Carolina was effectively phased out. So we became Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Piedmont Triad. Charlotte became RMHC of Greater Charlotte, RMHC of Eastern North Carolina. And actually coming to you very soon, the Durham House and the Chapel Hill House are merged to become Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Triangle. You heard it here. You heard it here. Late right, okay. breaking news. Right. Uh, so now those donations you make at the restaurant come directly to us. So we are affiliated with 85 restaurants in our, and that is supported by, at this point in time, I think 17 McDonald's owner-operators. All right, so
0: 85 restaurants. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. Every day you get at least one room paid for. That is a good assessment, yes. If someone puts $1 in yep. at each of those restaurants, yep. that's one room paid for. Correct.
1: How simple is that? So it'll take us a while to get there. RMAC of St. Louis is doing $2 million per year on 177 restaurants from Roundup alone. And the average ticket is only $0.38 cents, Roundup. We're actually beating St. Louis. We're getting forty-one cents as our average. Oh, you're going to kill me because if I'm do $2 a little bit more round But I like that two eighteen. We'll or 214 take that if I we'll, round up. We'll take three. that eighty-two or 80, 86 cents. Absolutely, it's yours. It's yours. So love it.
0: Um, all right. So now, before we go, I want to I want to talk about just a couple things on you personally. All right, because you have given most of your life to others through charity. So. When the time comes that you retire or, you know, the, the worst
1: case scenario, what do you want to be remembered for? So I would fall back to the old, old cliche. I hope that Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Piedmont tried, like a lot of people have said, I hope I left it better than when I arrived. Oh, you did that e- already. Everything for a person. And you said I'd give him back. So I would love... To live up to that and be one of those great people, I think. But any staff member that you talk to, we are blown away each day by the grace the families show us. And I would love to tell you, John, that every family that comes through our door has a storybook ending. And it's just not the case. Sadly, some of our families that come, they do lose their children. Their children do pass away. Mm Yet invariably, those families upon checking out can't thank us enough for being here during their time of need and what we did for them. And, and we say when they leave, we, didn't, we smiled, we listened. And sometimes that is, that is enough. That's all that families are looking for. So in retirement, what am I going to do? hopefully continue to volunteer. I I hope I'll be a, a volunteer here. But what I want to be known for is Anita did an awesome job. She did all the capital campaigns, Anita Ogburn, and left me in great financial shape. We are expanding the programs. So that's why we need those Heart of Gold Society members. That's why we need those Allen Legacy Circle to make sure the house, our services, our programs continue in perpetuity. I was the administrator. So Anita had all the money. She had the staff starting to grow. I came in and did all the exciting stuff, the employee handbook, the accounting guides and services. So that's what I hope to hand off to my successor, that all the administration, all the guys, everything will be there. The roadmap will be laid out. Now you take it to the next level, and you ensure it's always here for our community. I would say, knowing you as I do, you took something that
0: was functioning very well. But you shored up the foundation, you created the framework inside so that there would not be you, you were like the home warranty in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you you made sure that if there's a problem it's taken care of and how to handle it. Uh, you're you know i I don't know a staff member that doesn't like working with you. I think you're very fair, um, and you know the thing that you said about the families just crushes me, but it's like. You have so many other things that you could be worried about. Thanking me is the last, but yet it means so much to them to thank you. It makes you want to start getting emotional, as as you both were. Exactly. Um, uh, No, I I appreciate what you guys do. It's a wonderful thing. I want everybody to to go online. We'll give you some information to where you can get involved, donate, etc. You know Jeff Smith, Smitty's Notes helps sponsor our, our show, and he shares it out on his stuff, and we always mention him at the end of the show. But I want to thank Chuck Kraft, the CEO of the Ronald, Ma- Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Piedmont Triad. Triad. <laughs> yes. I, had it, I got it right, right once. Yeah. We'll write it <laughs> in the actual episode right. so that it's there.
1: Um, and, of course, I know it is uh, for so long. <laughs> But thanks for doing this today. Absolutely, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for you and your company do for Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Ride, And again, we go back a long way. So you've been giving back to our community for a long time. And I thank you for that and your generosity. Well, you're very kind to say that. The only error in this whole interview
0: was that when I ask you about retirement, you're going to do whatever Sue tells you (laughs) to do. Amen, brother. We'll be back (laughs) next week with more Camel City Chat.